What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... The only news source that provides anything and everything anime manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. My heart's broke, but it's time to move on Even though it hurts I must let it go And I can't let you know But now it's time to grow My heart's broke, but it's time to move Like I'm drowning and I can't catch my balance Trying to balance good and bad, this and that Someone help me find a balance But I know it's all inside my head If I could master this, I'll be a better me It's all in me, it's all on me Hidden deep beneath, if I could find it You will see it's simply who I need to be Raise the veil This is Timothy Okay, quickly, people, in case you ain't seen, I posted the trailer here on this episode. I got my new album incoming June 16, 2023, called The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. Link in the description below so you can pre-order it, pre-save it. And just in general, I want to thank each and every person for their support in advance because I've seen a lot of people giving me a lot of really positive feedback about this thing, including from the first single day ones to the trailer. And it's just been honestly very much so gratifying to see that people appreciate my art. So thank you very much for the support and yeah the rise of Tim Roosevelt June 16th let's get into this episode of Forever News though and first story on the docket now I've spoke about this on a couple of different places but we haven't spoke about it here on the official Forever News channel and that's that in case you haven't heard One Piece's manga is going to be going on a break I, I don't want to say sudden because like at this point yeah you may have heard the whispers but if you haven't One Piece is going to be going on a massive break for approximately three issues of Jump which equals out to basically a month of One Piece being absent and apparently based on reports is due to the fact that Eichiro Oda has been suffering from astigmatism in his eyes for quite some time so he's going to be undergoing surgery to get I guess you know a remedy for this so to speak in order to come back and you know wrap this bad boy up with One Piece even though it's still probably going to be multiple years but yeah Oda's going to be undergoing surgery and that's why we're going to be having this pretty lengthy hiatus although to be fair I want to say it was just last year around this exact same time that Oda took a month break as well so it's kind of I don't want to say par for the course because it was a little bit of a different circumstance last time it was the fact that Oda was going to be working on One Piece Film Red some extra stuff so he needed the month off this time around it's that he's undergoing surgery but want to send best wishes and a speedy recovery to Eichiro Oda uh, you know this is a delicate situation although I'm sure that Shueisha Shonen Jump and every party involved has him the best doctors on the planet that are going to be 
be taking care of him because yeah this is a serious situation you know at the end of the day the worst case scenarios could be something um very bad for his eyes he could go blind from this so i want to send again positive best wishes all of that good energy to our guy Ichiro Oda the GOAT of Shonen Manga, Shonen Jump, and just in general, one of the most badass writers out there. Uh, speedy recoveries and all of that good stuff. I believe we have one more chapter incoming this coming week, and then it'll be going on that break. So yeah, I'm expecting probably one of the most biggest shabanga of chapters before Oda goes on his break because that's par for the course with what Oda does. He makes sure to feed the streets before he dips out for a little bit. Moving forward. Now, I've been recently finding these little reports on the Seven Deadly Sins creator Nakaba Suzuki and some stuff that he's said in the past regarding the manga and certain things that you know he didn't want to do and ultimately it was changed due to editors and apparently he said some big bombshells in a recent I want to say it was recent forgive me if I'm off on that but in an interview uh basically regarding things that was changed with the plot that is just massive let's just read this it says here many have asked me the question i'm assuming that this is nakaba suzuki saying this nakaba suzuki gave an interview in this french magazine he reveals that golther should have died at the end of seven deadly sins and that he had thought several times about killing jericho in both cases it was his editor who convinced him to let them live and i'm gonna just say straight up and down the editors have an important role right the editors got to make sure to tailor the story so that the creators don't go completely off the rails i know from experience when i was working on my first manga that the editors oftentimes had to pull me a little bit back because i would go way too extreme but ultimately i feel like it's never the duty for the editors to completely have full free reign to tell the author yo dog don't do this inevitably i think that the creator should have the control to be able to say well i get your editorial you know input and whatnot but this is what i really want to do and ultimately it feels like maybe there was somewhere where the golther situation of what he said that he wanted to kill golther by the end of the seven deadly sins and didn't maybe that was an exchange for the other major character i don't want to spoil for people that haven't seen it whatever but the other major character that died towards the end of the seven deadly sins maybe that was the exchange of okay well i ain't kill him but i'm gonna kill him and then jericho i feel like probably could have bit the big one as well but just in, uh, ultimately i feel like it's really a big shame because we just reported and i believe it was the last episode of Forever News that yo Nakama Suzuki reported hey um I didn't want to do like all that etchy stuff with Meliodas. My editor constantly made me do that. Like he wasn't originally into any of that hentai-esque behavior, so to speak. He was a just normal chill dude. And it was his editor that kept pushing like, yo, dog, go that way, go that way, go that way. Now we're finding out that his editor did those things as well, telling him, yo, you can't kill these two characters. And again, sometimes it's for the betterment. I've edited certain manga for some independent creators as well, such as Max Powers. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get my input like yo maybe just tailor this back a little bit but ultimately i think it's very heavy-handed and very much so not the place of the editor to have the big say so on stuff like that you can give your advice you can give your opinion but ultimately i don't think that the editor should be able to say you can't kill a character or you can't do this or make your character a freaking perv like there's just some of the stuff that these editors be having control i mean look what happened with samurai 8 the tale of hachimaru the last manga that the creative naruto tried to launch and ultimately it seemed as though that editor 
Vader that he had that kind of destroyed like I don't know three or four different series including My Hero Academia that still hasn't recovered from that editor and yeah I don't know I think Jump and a lot of these magazines need to relax because this is Shonen Magazine not Jump for Seven Deadly Sins I think they need to relax a bit on the control and allow the authors to do what they do again you can have your input again you can give a little bit of insight but they be doing too much maybe that's just me but yeah either way shout out to Nakaba Suzuki and hopefully on this Fortnite of the Apocalypse manga considering he's such an accomplished and esteemed author at this point they allow him to kind of do his thing and the editorial department don't have as much of a strong say on his story because he's already proven dog I sold millions of copies of my manga the anime has made millions of dollars via the Netflix drops and stuff like that let me live fam let me create but we gotta wait and see either way shout out to Nakaba Suzuki and yeah editors just come on chill out a little bit next up big news for a classic jump series that is making its return and a lot of people didn't see this coming well at the very least it's making its return anime wise because apparently black cat by kentaro yabuki has launched an official account for the anime adaptation of the series the account states that they will be bringing the latest information on the series and it will also be 20 years since the end of the original serialization in 2024 so it must have ended in 2004 and Based off the art, I don't really remember what Black Cat looked like in the original, but I'm not going to lie. It kind of looks a little bit more um, modernized, if you would say, at the very least with the main character. But yeah, I might be totally off. Maybe this is exactly how Black Cat looked back in the day. But yeah, it seems as though Jump is going back in the archives for another one, which I don't want to say that it, you know, point any fingers as to why exactly this would be. But it is very interesting that considering a lot of the big guns in Shonen Jump is coming to an end with the Jujutsu Kaisers, Black Clovers, My Hero Academia, all of these big joints it's ending and Jump opposed to focusing on like, yo, let's make the next, you know, big Shonen battle series. They're like, ah, let's go in the archives, Black Cat, remake Black Cat, why not? Oh, I guess we gotta wait and see that if, if stuff like this is happening then I have no doubt in my mind that at some given point they're gonna be like Hitman Reborn return let's do it because Hitman Reborn was a lot more in my opinion popular than Black Cat maybe I'm off on that uh, but either way yeah Black Cat anime return uh, look forward to it moving forward a story that is not necessarily anime created but considering I've recently started taking up the charge into streaming over on Twitch in case you don't follow me it's twitch.com slash I want to say it's Tim underscore Roosevelt just Tim Roosevelt one or the other I'll link it in the description if you would like to follow me over there but yeah it seems as though Twitch will reportedly be charging affiliates $25 for canceling their agreement alongside I want to say that there was another uh, recent stipulation there was a few different things that they put out there that they had to roll back I don't think that they're rolling back this one I know there was something where they were like stopping people from doing sponsorships and I believe the head of Twitch came out and said no no no, no we're not gonna do that anymore relax 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 uh, but definitely this was something a little bit alarming because I've recently for for, I want to say the past couple months now have been dual streaming on YouTube and Twitch and apparently I'm not allowed to do that and yeah I think I would have to pay Twitch $25 if they broke the contract because I wanted to dual stream so I might have to make a choice here soon and either way I don't know what's going on I understand that there's a lot of competition recently for streaming with Rumble making a massive jump with guys like I Show Speed and Kaisenat running over there and then you got Kick with Aiden Ross and them dudes over there so there's a lot of competition there and i think twitch is making some you know, i would say odd moves with stuff like this of like dog you're basically trapping people i mean i get it it's 25 bucks
bucks, but it's still, who want to pay 25 bucks? You know what I'm saying? For just to break a contract over, you know, streaming on Twitch. I mean, it'd be different if it was like, yo, you signed, here's a big contract, we're giving you X, Y, and Z, but it feels as though Twitch is really trying to strong arm the streamers. And I don't know how I feel about that, especially considering I just recently made affiliate over there and it's like, yo, what, 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 what? But yeah, if you're a Twitch person, you're going to have to pay $25 to break out of that uh, agreement if you're an affiliate. And I'm imagining beyond if you're a partner as well. Like, yeah, which I think you got to be affiliate to be a partner anyway. But yeah, now you know. Moving forward, just a small update that I'm pretty sure everybody could assume. And that's that Demon Slayer's anime season four is in production. And I would hope so, considering the fact that it probably takes a rigorous amount of time effort and all of the above in order to create a season like this and i want to say the latest season is close to wrapping up the swordsmith village arc so yeah probably be honestly they should have been working on it already but then again they're probably still working on swordsmith village they probably just allocated some of the staff now like uh we're winding down we got like an episode or two left y'all go start working on that season four baby which it'll take them about a year or two to get to so yeah i mean it's not no surprise like yeah there's gonna be a fourth season of demon slayer and water is wet yeah but hey the announcement's been making rounds so i thought i'd let you know ufotable is not going to kill their cash cow and say no more no more de- after season three swordsman village we just don't you know we're making too much money like <laughs> yeah okay capitalism will not allow moving forward just an update that i'm sure by the time you're watching this has already been uh surpassed because apparently across the spider-verse earns 13 million domestically on monday and worldwide the total as of monday was 221 million as of wednesday or thursday of me checking out notifications i seen that it was already at like 250 million dollars and absolutely deserving that movie is phenomenal fantastic you name it as far as a word that describes it with greatness and that movie is that so to hear that it is racking up all that money it's worthy of it i mean i want to say the first movie didn't do nowhere close to any of this considering it was like not really high expectations a lot of people had massive high expectations and this movie it just had like i don't even know everything you could think of from marketing of it had like a crossover with burger king i still got the little crown over there right now and uh yeah in general it it just it deserves it not only did the marketing do what it needed to do but the contents itself spoke for itself and i think word of mouth is what's really pushing this movie to make this amount of money that again i want to say by the time i'm recording this now it's at like 250 million i'm going to guess maybe it'll do like half a billion when it's all said and done considering it's racking things up but definitely somewhere in the 400 million worldwide if not more which rightfully so this movie again i gotta stress it's freaking incredible and i love it and i'm so happy that it's successful moving forward i want to stress that this piece of news is all alleged because i'm not 100 sure on if any of this has been confirmed but i did want to report this because this is very you know important for some people that use different types of supplements for sugar and whether it be your coffee or any of the above because apparently allegedly there was a chemical found in splenda that damages dna genotoxic discovery splenda is 600 times sweeter than sugar sugar close is found to being genotoxic meaning it breaks apart the dna in chromosomes and leads to cancer according to research published in the journal of toxicology and environmental health and yeah that is very serious considering for a while i had used splenda in my coffee like i was trying to find supplements like okay i don't want to use sugar they say that they use this for like diabetics and stuff like that so it's probably less sweet right so i was using splenda for a while um and 
to hear this, it makes me wonder, like, okay, is Sweet and Low in that same boat? Is Equal in that same boat? And just in general, that's very dangerous. The fact that, for starters, it's 600 times sweeter than sugar and is breaking your DNA apart, that's scary. That's <laughs> Yeah, this needs to be looked into more. Again, all of this is allegedly I want to stress, but I found that this was important. And for Never News, yes, we focus and primarily are into anime and manga, but occasionally I like to talk about stories like this because I think that these are pretty important. I'm sure there's anime fans that are pouring Splenda into their coffee right now as they're watching this episode. You might want to you know, just think about that a little bit you know maybe another supplement around there look for something that is a little more in the natural side of things you know check your supermarket google it all that stuff but yeah um, if this is indeed true very worrisome moving forward apparently a new isekai anime by warner brothers japan and wit studio will be announced on july 3rd during anime expo 2023 and what new isekai anime could they be hyping up that they're gonna debut it at anime expo on top of the fact that this is big because it's wit studio and they got warner brothers behind them so that means wit studio which they've been infamously having some financial issues over the past few years i think being in debt last time we reported a year or two ago they were in debt by like four to six million dollars the fact that they got warner brothers behind them to do this project hopefully it means that they're getting paid nicely and in general wit studio are phenomenal studio they're one of the best out there prior to mappa making its big explosion and euphoria will be coming you know the euphoria that is of today thanks to demon sayer whatnot uh wit studio was that big dog don't forget that they had attack on titan for the first three seasons not to mention that ranking of kings is phenomenal as well so yeah them having a new isekai anime i ain't gonna lie i'm not the biggest isekai guy i've kind of gotten i don't want to say sick of it but i've seen a lot of isekai um so i'm not the biggest fan and i normally wouldn't get that excited but considering it's wit studio and they got warner brothers money behind them to make this hopefully warner brothers is breaking them off right so that they could pay their staff properly and well we know it's the anime industry do they ever really pay their staff properly let's not kid around here yeah they need to do better on that but yes with studio i am actually looking forward to this and i think anime expo is going to bring us a lot of great news for here on forever news and in general that i can report to you guys out there watching because yeah i I kind of want to see what the heck Wick Studio is uh, up to these days. And also, they said that this Isekai anime will feature, quote-unquote, familiar faces. That's something that's interesting. Maybe it's already a property that's known. Some people have theorized that it's going to be the Deadpool Samurai manga. Maybe they'll do that. That would kind of be a nice little 10-episode, 12-episode short that they could run with. And if it's familiar faces, I wouldn't be surprised. Either way, I'm excited. Wit Studio is phenomenal. Yeah. Moving forward, big update for Toonami. Now, in case you haven't been paying attention, Toonami has been making a lot of changes. And I think we have one or two more stories in this episode regarding Cartoon Network and, in general, all what they got going on. But it looks as though Toonami is making some changes to their roster. And actually, I take that back. It wasn't Toonami. It's Adult Swim. I'm all over the place in this episode. Forgive me. I'm very unorganized this time around. But Toonami is changing up their roster and apparently from 12 to 1 o'clock they're going to be doing two episodes of My Adventures with Superman. Followed by that will be Dr. Stone, One Piece, Naruto Shippuden, and wrapping the lineup off with My Hero Academia. And it's not like Toonami's, you know, in the past never added in non-anime titles or whatnot to the roster. They've definitely done that before i mean it's not that big of a deal but i wouldn't be surprised if tsunami is trying to go in other avenues considering the fact that 
you know, Crunchyroll and Sony and all of them, they just got anime and a vice grip. Like, Toonami is really at this point down to getting the scraps of whatever they can get license-wise for anime. Like, cable TV is at a bad position right now. And with Toonami making moves like this, again, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Like I've said, they've had non-anime titles on there before. But them venturing off into this, it could very well be that we're seeing the inklings of the beginning. At the very least, I wouldn't be mad at or surprised of them steering away from from being totally just like yo this is the anime block because again anime is getting pulled in other directions and it might make more sense that okay everybody is watching all these anime on the streaming services over there they're not really that much into watching these series over here let's throw these action shows on here so i'm interested to see in general my adventures with superman i want to say that's like is it jimmy the the, the reporter guy i want to say he's there as well or this is his series and him having adventures with superman i might be off on that i feel like we reported on it but yeah just wanted to give you guys an update on that maybe tsunami might be changing in a big way into a different direction but we'll see moving forward in light of more of the big announcements which i want to say we'll be saying this a couple of different times uh, throughout this episode that anime expo 2023 is going to have apparently studio trigger has a new sneak peek at hiroyuki imaishi cyberpunk's new project in anime expo on july 1st um, and it could very well be connected to that isekai, so you never know. But the fact that Studio Trigger, well, no, I take that back because that was Studio Wit. So, hmm, Studio Trigger. In case you don't know about Studio Trigger, they're former Gynex employees that started up their own studio. They created things such as, you know, Kill a Kill. That's a pretty big one, you know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. They always are. If you're in the mood for something that is going to be over the top, like, I don't know, think of Gurren Lagan throwing galaxies and universes at each other, then Studio Trigger is definitely up your alley, Considering the fact that Kill a Kill was pretty freaking awesome. I'm excited to see what they do. And again, it premieres on July 1st at Anime Expo. So Anime Expo is going to be a lot of heat for announcements. And I'm looking forward to it. Black Clover fans, just a big update on a very, very beautifully done promo poster that they got for the upcoming Black Clover movie that drops the same day as my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, June 16, 2023, all streaming platforms. But the Black Clover movie ain't on all streaming platforms because it's currently exclusive to hitting Netflix and they got a new visual image for the movie and I gotta lie it looks absolutely awesome it has King Conrad the former wizard king versus Asta and Asta's in his black form and in general these are the type of promotional images that they need to be releasing because this looks absolutely awesome and just in general dare I say it badass and yeah June 16th not only we got the Flash movie not only we got the Rise of Tim Roosevelt album that you can listen to on your way to the Flash movie and you can listen to it on your way to waiting for the Black Clover movie and then after the fact when you're talking with your friends yeah but just in general honestly this visual just looks freaking sick and awesome like shout outs to black clover sword of the wizard king i can't wait for it let's go seriously we've been waiting like two years for anything black clover anime related it's time baby my boy is ready lad Moving forward, Bleach fans, y'all already know the anime is incoming in July with the second core of the Thousand Year Blood War. And it says here, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War Core 2 episodes 14 and 15 will be previewed on June 25th in Japan. So basically, the first two episodes, similar to the last time, are going to be previewed at like some sort of expo. Um, and there's a possibility, I mean, it didn't happen last time around, so don't completely expect it. But there's a possibility that these episodes could very well leak prior to the release, which again, 
again, I would prefer and I ideally hope that you would support the official release of this thing because, yo, fans have been waiting a long time for this. And if this bombs at any given point, then it'll mean some disaster for the remainder of the episodes because you know how it goes. They, they want to make their money back. So they want to try their best to make sure they get as much eyeballs on the official thing as possible. But yeah, that's dope that they're doing that. That just means that they have faith yet again that those first two episodes at the very least are going to look like bangers because they wouldn't be doing previews of it otherwise. They would kind of try to sweep it under the rug like, yo, just watch it at home. Don't don't look too much at it. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm massively excited. Bleach the Styles in Your Blood where the first time around was freaking phenomenal. And I've read the manga, so I know it's about to get even more gruesome, baby. The blood war continues, lad. But yeah, they're gonna be doing a showcase of the first two episodes, which makes me believe that those first two episodes are gonna look flawless. Moving forward, yet again, Anime Expo. Now y'all gonna get more good. Apparently, Undead Unlux Anime, an exclusive premiere of an unreleased preview, will be revealed at Anime Expo on July 2nd. The anime is scheduled for October 2023, so pretty much they're going to have the premiere of the trailer for Undead Unlux Anime. Well, no, there's a trailer that's out, so this is going to be a new trailer. Whoa, okay. Uh, new animation for the upcoming anime, and I'm going to say it right here because Shonen Jump after like the Jujutsu Kaisen Chainsaw Man era and even Chainsaw Man really ain't do what they expected and we'll talk about that in another story here in the episode but um, I have faith that Undead Unluck is going to knock everyone's socks off and surprise them because Undead Unluck is being done by David Productions same studio that's been behind the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure anime from 2012 on um, and the trailer the first trailer we got looked pretty good I know that Undead Unluck a lot of people screamed that like nah this is really quality shonen you know it's not just that it's cool or whatnot like Marshall people say it's cool it's dope it's enjoyable I've never really heard people scream Marshall is peak per se Undead Unluck which again they both were released around the same time people have screamed that it's peak it won the last year's online YouTube manga awards as best manga which I was very happy with that because like okay that, that doesn't sound like a bad choice and in general I think that this anime is going to hit so I'm looking forward to this new trailer that's dropping from Anime Expo and yeah I think Undead Unluck is going to surprise a lot of people and be one of those shonen that people are like oh snap we were sleeping we were sleeping either way anime debuts October 2023 and expect a new trailer here in July from Anime Expo. Moving forward, I am very happy to announce that Mia Roboco has not been forgotten because apparently Mia Roboco is officially getting a movie adaptation. Of course, more information will be revealed in the next week's issue of Weekly Shonen Jump. They'll be announcing an important announcement next week which is this announcement. So I don't know why they said, hey, there's a big announcement about the big announcement we just leaked, I guess you would say. But yeah, Miraboko deserves something like this because first of all, I admire the tenacity of this author that they have tried very hard to get this manga off the ground from marketing-wise, making the volumes be parodies of other popular manga out there like Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia, all sorts of stuff like that. Like I very much so admire what Miraboko's author has done. I don't feel like what they did with that first anime adaptation was justified i felt like it was a little disrespectful to be honest with you putting out those two minute episodes that was taking like 10 chapters and one it was just what what, what, what were y'all doing dog what, what was y'all doing to me and roboco i've read a few chapters of me and roboco and i like what i read of me and roboco so i was very disappointed when we got those little two minute episodes five minute episodes whatever the heck they, they were they were abysmal so the fact that it's getting a full movie i don't know if that's going to be adapting more chapters is it going to be an original but the author deserves it flat out the author deserves it for everything that they've been putting in work and in general the series deserves it because that was just not cool like two minute episodes like how is anybody gonna you know what i'm saying i, I don't know if they were targeting the tiktok gen z generation with this but 
Nah, fam. Nah, give it, give it, give it the works. And a movie? That's what's up. Next up, Weekly Shonen Jump got a couple of new series incoming. Apparently, Weekly Shonen Jump will be debuting two new series in issue number 29, Asumi Kakeru by Kawada, and issue number 30, Icehead Guild by Ikuo Hachiya. And both of the previous works had some pretty dope art. And in general, that more than likely means that two series are going to be getting canceled in Weekly Shonen Jump because in order for them to make room then they got to get rid of other stuff and hopefully it's nothing that is ending that is like yo something that we're big into right now because with the black clover movie incoming and black clover being at the bottom of the rankings recently that would be scary but i do know that shonen jump got a few manga that to be honest with you i couldn't even name them i just know that every time we read the weekly shonen jump author comments they're usually at the bottom which means that they just putting them in the bag of the magazine like yeah forget you so uh maybe it'll be one of those bad boys but yeah more than likely two series are ending because there's two new bad boys incoming and didn't they just i feel like it wasn't that long ago that they just brought in the author of kurokoto baskets new manga and the food wars authors are back so it looks like shonen jump is really digging to get a new hit maybe they're not satisfied with where things are at right now because i keep on saying it but i'm going to stress my hero black clover jujutsu kaisen all are ending soon hunter hunter has left shonen jump and is it, it's hiatus world with Tagashi. One Piece is on its final saga. Shonen Jump, y'all gotta, y'all gotta find something. Y'all gotta find something. I, I understand y'all wanna go in different directions and y'all getting success in other avenues, but Battle Series is what made this magazine what it is. Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Saint Seiya, Fist of the North Star. You need to find something and quick because getting rid of Red Hood, even though it wasn't doing great in the rankings thanks to that piece of garbage editor. Nah, I don't want to get that disrespectful. But yeah, find a hit and hopefully one of these bad boys is it. And hopefully one of these bad boys uh, also is good because I want a good hit, not just something that's popular. I don't care about it being popular. I want it to be genuinely good. Moving forward, fans of Sandoland or people that are just in general excited about the upcoming Sandland anime. Uh, there's a new key visual that was released and the film is set to premiere August. August 18, 2023, which will probably be in Japan, which means we'll probably get this film over here maybe October-ish, which I'm all for it. I'm definitely going to watch this. I mean, it's something fresh, new. I mean, it's technically not new because the manga been out for ages, but it'll be new to a lot of people and my kiddos will definitely have a good time with it. And this new visual looks dope. And also, I believe there's other news about the Sandland uh, series as well. Let me cut to it right now. You won't even notice that I had to go and look it up. Sandland Game brings Akira Toriyama's manga to consoles and PC. In addition to the upcoming Sandland anime film based on the manga by Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama, the first footage was revealed for Bandai Namco's Sandland Game at Summer Game Fest 2023. There's no date yet, but the game is currently in the works for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC via Steam. Okay, and I just looked at the trailer for the game and i'm not gonna lie it's crazy because you're legit going to feel like you're watching the movie and then you're going to be able to play the movie because the graphics are not far off from what the actual movie looks like which that's thanks i guess the 3d cg era but it looks good i hope it's an adventure game i hope it takes it back to like a cool rpg adventure action type of uh, scenario and it'll probably follow the story but in general yeah i'm hyped for this bad boy this is something different something new something fresh and it's crazy that you gotta go to the past to find a title that hasn't really been utilized yet to make something fresh and exciting but let's do it okay sandland akira toriyama let's go something different i'm sure he's excited like ah yes they're doing a new work of mine not dragon buddy 
Meanwhile, Toei's behind the scenes like, if he only knew that Dragon Ball revival's coming, baby. Well, I mean, hopefully it is, because how long have we been waiting, dog? They stopped us March 2018 Tournament of Power. What did they do to us? But yeah, Sandland game and movie incoming. Moving forward, Yusuke Murata, the guy that be doing the One Punch Man art for the manga, the serialized version. Apparently, Yusuke Murata has announced that he'll be working on a new iShield 21 one-shot titled Brain X Brave, an animation to commemorate the 21st anniversary of the series, and there's nothing else after that, but yeah, it's kind of dope that he's taking it back to his roots. I think iShield 21 was the big breakout series that he had, um, and it was a co-created series as well, and yeah, you're doing One Punch Man now, but iShield 21, I saw a few episodes of iShield 21 back in the day. I believe it was a football series, and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it for what I remember, and yeah, it's nice that they went back and giving a little tribute, like, yo, don't forget about where you came from, Murata, you know what I'm saying? I get it, you're making big buku bucks, and you do your thing with One Punch Man, but iShield 21, baby. Moving forward, I never thought I'd hear anything about this series ever again, but apparently Shonen Jump ain't forget about Nisekoi. It was their big romance series. Well, it was like a romance harem. I don't even know how that got into Shonen Jump, but apparently Nisekoi False Love manga gets a new epilogue set 10 years after the main story. The official Twitter account for Shueisha's Comic Bunko label announced on Wednesday that Naoshi Komi's Nisekoi False Love manga will be reprinted in a newer Bunko paperback format containing a new bonus epilogue that is set 10 years after the main story. The new Bunko reprint will have 16 volumes, 14 of which will collect the main manga and the final two collecting the manga's novelizations. Each volume will have new cover art. The first two Bunko volumes will ship on June 16th with a new volume on the 18th of every month thereafter. Komi drew the original Nisekoi one-shot manga and Shueisha's Jump Next manga. Okay, so it's just giving like the history that it started in 2011. And that is really, really dope and very much so unexpected that they're going to be bringing a Nisekoi epilogue set 10 years after the fact. To be honest with you, I forget who he chose. I want to say he chose, is Shorty's name with the blonde hair, Chitoge? I want to say he chose... Shitoge, I might be totally off on that, but yeah, okay, let, let, let's give it a go, why not? Moving forward, Anime Expo yet again will be screening U.S. premieres for the new Rurouni Kenshin anime, Rascal Does Not Dream of a Sister, Venturing Out anime film, like, yo, what, Anime Expo, you're taking everything, huh? Aniplex of America announced on Tuesday that it will screen the U.S. premiere for the new TV anime project based on Nobuhiro Watsuki's Rurouni Kenshin manga at this year's Anime Expo event on July 3rd at 10 a.m. PDT, about 1 p.m. Eastern Time, in the main event stage of the Los Angeles Convention Center. A conversation between Aniplex producer Masami Niwa and voice actor Soma Saito, who plays Kenshin Himura, and Rei Takahashi, who plays Kaoru, will follow the screening. The company will also screen the U.S. premiere for Rascal Does Not Dream of a Sister Venturing Out. I've never even heard of that, to be honest with you. Film, the first part of the new sequel anime film project based on Hajime Kamoshida's Seishin Bunta Yaru okay yeah there's something coming for there and yeah that's dope that uh roni kenshin fans are gonna be able to check that out i probably won't be able to but shout out to roni kenshin fans you're gonna be able to check this bad boy out before it hits the streets let us know if it's good. Moving forward, a little update on a story that we spoke about in the last episode of Forever News regarding the creator of Fairy Tale and his new work that he got coming, his new manga. It says here, Fairy Tale's Hiromashima launches Dead Rock Manga, and we got an image of the character from the manga, and I'm not gonna lie, that design looks sick, although kind of looks like it could be from Eden Zero, but he has a little bit more of a badass look to him personally, if I do 
say so, says the July issue of Kodansha's monthly shonen magazine revealed on Tuesday that Hiromashima, Fairy Tale Eden Zero, will launch a new manga titled Dead Rock in the magazine's August issue, which will release on July 6th. Mashima revealed the manga on Twitter as a short term serialization. So it's probably something that he already scripted up and is already ready to go. Maybe he's working on some finishing touches, but that's probably how he's able to get it going. It's like, it's going to be a monthly, maybe it'll be like six chapters or four chapters, enough to fill up a volume. And since it's going to be a short serialization, it's probably damn near done. So I don't think Mashima is going to be doing that alongside Eden Zero, Fairytale Andrea's Quest, all the video game stuff and everything else he's doing. This is probably a done work that they're just going to, you know, distribute it via the magazine and then collect it in Tonkobon form uh, thereafter. It says here, the dark fantasy manga story centers on Dead Rock, a Demon King train, another Demon King story, a Demon King training institution towering in the depths of the demon world to knock down the door of Dead Rock. A young demon named Yakuto takes on the challenge of the harsh entrance examination. So, doesn't sound great per se. And yeah, it's just a little insight on Mashima ending his Heroes crossover manga miniseries in December 2019. So, maybe it'll be about... I want to say, if it's not two volumes, because then two volumes would be about like eight chapters, it'll probably be about four monthly chapters, which would be beefy, big chapters, pause on that beefy, but yeah, it'll probably be, a, since it's short term, maybe four chapters, I ain't mad at it, and I'm looking forward to it, the art looks pretty cool. And since we're talking about Hiromashima, apparently over 130 volumes of Hiromashima's manga available digitally from Humble Bumble, over 130 volumes of Hiromashima's manga valued at over $1,400, launched at Humble Bumble. Bundle on Thursday for just $30. The set includes Fairy Tale, Eden Zero, Raid Master, and various spin-off manga and miscellaneous works. The bundle tiers are as follows. $5 tier, you get Fairy Tale Volumes 1 through 10, Eden Zero 1 through 2, Raid Master 1 through 3. $18 tier, you get access to Fairy Tale Volumes 11 through 30. Okay, yeah, so you'll see here on the screen I'll put it there and then you got the $30 tier as well purchases of this bundle support Bink the book industry charitable foundation which helps bookstore owners booksellers and comic store employees and owners with unforeseen emergency financial needs and this offer runs until June 22nd so if you're a big Hiro Mashima fan and you like fairy tale Ray Master Eden Zero this is definitely a major deal I would highly recommend you jump on it if you like Hiro Mashima's works this is for you fam go for it Spider-Man fans got a small update apparently spider-man 2 will be dropping august 20th 2023 and this is coming out of summer games fest and there was more visuals and whatnot and oh baby fall let's go we already hyping for fall we're gonna have the game miles morales and peter parker and yeah if you haven't seen any trailers for this game or any gameplay for this game this game is going to be fan freaking tastic if you like the first spider-man game then you're probably gonna like this one a lot more <laughs> to be honest with you and yeah october 20th 2023 look forward to this game Moving forward, apparently it's not Anime Expo, but San Diego Comic-Con uh, will be welcoming the creator of Villain Saga. It says here, Villain Saga creator Makoto Yukimura to make his first U.S. appearance at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. By golly, why am I not in L.A.? Why am I... Well, why am I not in California, man? Come on, take me there. Fans of Villain Saga, get ready for something very special this summer. Kodansha USA announced that creator Makoto
Kento Yukimura will be making his U.S. debut appearance at Comic-Con International 2023, which takes place in San Diego from July 20th to the 23rd. Over the course of the weekend, Kodansha will be celebrating Yukimura-sensei at booth 5542 with signings, con-exclusive giveaways, and other surprises that will be announced closer to the event. I wouldn't be surprised if he announces that the manga is about to be ending very, very soon because that's usually how crazy shit like this happens. But yes, uh, their announcement was exciting news. Makoto Yukimura, creator of Viking epic villain saga, is making his U.S. in-person debut at Comic-Con 2023, isn't it? I think they mean Sandy. Yeah, well, San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. Kodansha USA will host the acclaimed creator throughout the event, including at the booth. And yeah, that's going to be pretty big. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing things like this. Normally, when authors travel overseas, it's either that they just started having their breakout success like Hiromashima did early on with Fairy Tale, or their series is about to wrap up. And considering for the longest time, I remember that Vinland Saga was like dead in the water in the US, and they were talking about like, yo, if y'all don't start buying these volumes, we ain't going to be able to license it anymore. Like it's done so. So the fact that they're actually making moves like this and bringing Yukimura, we've come a long way. And I definitely think that that anime has a large part in making and bringing awareness to Vinland Saga to the West. Because without that, they, they were damn near, I don't want to say begging, but they were pleading with people, please, this manga is really good. Support this. Go buy the volumes. And now we're at the point where they're bringing homie out here. So shout out Sim. And I say out here like if I'm over there in California, why am I not there? I want to meet homie. Come on. Moving forward, Adventure Time spinoff confirms its release window. It's about freaking time. I believe they announced that shit ages ago. It's finally happening. It has been some time since Adventure Time has taken fans for a ride, but the team at Cartoon Network Studios has been busy. They've been waiting. The update comes from Chorus Entertainment in Canada. The company released a statement today regarding the lineup for 2023 for all sorts of channels. Everything from Cartoon Network to Adult Swim is listed, so fans did take a double take when the press release mentioned Adventure Time. According to the report, Adventure Time, Fiona, and Cake will be going live on Cartoon Network Canada this fall. It will be joined by a few other premieres, including Tiny Toons Luniversity. At this time, Cartoon Network's branch in the United States has not announced its release of the Adventure Time spinoff, but it seems likely fall will mark its premiere. Yeah, it'll be around the same time. It's North America. The show will focus on the adventures of Fiona, the human, and Cake, the cat, two familiar characters from the original animated series. The pair are alternate versions of Finn and Jake, which have been gender-swapped. Adventure Time Fiona and Cake will follow the pair as they travel around the multiverse while consulting the Ice King for help. Things will get complicated when the two pals find themselves facing a brand new enemy who wants to erase them from existence. So Adventure Time is gearing up for another special story. And Adventure Time fans, yeah, I know some of y'all been waiting for this for a hot minute. It's coming probably fall. If it's hitting Canada around there, more than likely it'll be around the same exact time. So look forward to that. And since we're talking about like Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, and all that jazz, Adult Swim to launch new block featuring Cartoon Network's biggest classics. Adult Swim's recent edition of an extra hour broadcast has apparently been such a hit that the network will be launching a new expanded block featuring some of Cartoon Network's biggest classic animated series. Warner Brothers Discovery recently announced a greater focus on its animated series with Adult Swim that expanded the Adult Swim block broadcast at 7pm EST earlier this spring. This kicked off with the likes of shows such as reruns of King of the Hill and newer releases like Unicorn Warriors Eternal airing in those earlier time slots rather than the usual Cartoon Network programming. Now things are getting even bigger. This extra hour of Adult Swim programming has been such a success that Warner Brothers Discovery is expanding things even further. Deadline reports that that one hour expansion with Cartoon Network has been such a success that Warner Brothers will be adding an additional hour featuring a nostalgic block with some of Cartoon Network's classic animated series that fans might recognize such as Dexter's Laboratory, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Wasn't it originally called Grim and 
Evil, and more. And that kind of sounds like they're just bringing Boomerang. I don't know how many people know about Boomerang, but it sounds like they like, yo, we got Boomerang on Cartoon Network, which is literally just our classics are coming back. And yeah, in case you don't know, Adult Swim will be expanding to 6 p.m. hour on Monday through Friday, beginning August 28th, titled The Checkered Pass. This extra hour will feature Cartoon Network classics such as Dexter's Laboratory, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Courage the Cowardly Dog, that's so hype, uh, and Ed, Ed and Eddie that have been periodically airing on Cartoon Network here and there over the decades since their original runs on saturdays the 6 p.m hour will be used to showcase the likes of unicorn warriors eternal and the upcoming my adventures with superman sundays will be used for the acne night blocks so yeah it looks as though you know considering that cable tv has been struggling quite a bit with this new digital age of streaming and whatnot and their answer to that is what they did back in the days when they were looking for okay Hanna Barber cartoons are going away now what do we do well, we got to try and bring back some of the classics. We got to try and do some different things. We got to try and change shit up. And this time around, opposed to just strictly grabbing onto anime, which they can't really do that nowadays because Sony got everything in a vice grip. Uh, yeah, they're looking towards their own classics with, again, Dexter, Ed and Eddie, and all of these really awesome shows that you may remember and you may love. Next up, Attack on Titan Star receives the anime's final script. It seems the final days of Attack on Titan are upon us. The show has been around for more than a decade, but fans knew it would have to wrap up at some point. After creator Hajime Isayama finished the manga a few years back, all eyes went to the anime's finale. Attack on Titan will air its final episode this fall after months waiting, and now the star of the series has fans weeping at home. And why is that? Well, it looks like Eren Yeager's journey is about to finish behind the scenes. The lead's voice actor posted a photo on social media today, and it shows off the final script of Attack on Titan's finale. And yeah, I got a lot looking at that. It does make it feel a little bit more real. Like, wow, like... This is, this is it. This is it. Attack on Titan. This is it. Crazy. And yeah, I just wanted to report that. I didn't want to make you guys sad or nothing, but Attack on Titan's really ending. I know we've been feeling like, yo, they've been saying it's ending for like three years now, but it's really, 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 really ending until they announce the inevitable spinoff that's going to happen, I'm sure. But yeah. Moving forward, One Piece Bollywood film accused of plagiarizing the anime. One Piece is on a high right now. While its manga carries on with Eichiro Oto's final act, all eyes are on the anime when new episodes drop. The series has been on fire with its adaptation of the Wano Country arc, and it's recent rise helped One Piece film Red shatter records for the franchise. The film did well enough to make the movie industry take note, and now reports have surfaced suggesting an upcoming film is leaning on One Piece film Red a bit too much. The update comes from Twitter as fans put together a wild cast. An Indian film, Fire of Love, Red, which will be released this year, copied the One Piece film Red title and poster logo design, and oh yeah, they definitely did piece of love red yeah that what what the hell bollywood what y'all doing over there the indian movie which is titled fire of love red seems to borrow much of the font used to make the one piece film red logo the d in red is shredded in both promos and some fans question the new film's logo design overall it is very similar to what one piece did last year but there's some slight changes here and there obviously allegations have not been addressed in any formal way by the one piece team the crew at toy animation has enough on its hands if we're being on well what do they mean yeah well they got a lot of stuff going on but yeah um let me know what you guys think. Look at the image. Tell me what you think. Do you think that they're copying off? I mean, to me, it's clear that they're copying off of One Piece Film Red's text logo and maybe to a certain degree, but hopefully the movie, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they would even copy off of the movie because One Piece is just so unique and different. Like, how do you copy off of that Film Red movie to begin with unless it's like a Bollywood musical or something? I don't know, but yeah, Bollywood, y'all bugging. Moving forward, be very delicate with this one, editor. Make sure you bleep out all of the words that, yeah, you're supposed to cover and bleep out and everything because apparently... Apparently, the Chainsaw Man blankety-blank parody is outselling the anime, and the reason that word has to be covered is because, you 
you know, if it's a film that is unofficial, that is a little bit more geared towards an older audience, then you know, you know, you know, you know, hey. <laughs> Apparently, Chainsaw Man's only have one season under its belt, but there's no denying its popularity. The anime went live last year. Well, let's break it down. The numbers are definitely not what you expect. Recently, the production team behind the Chainsaw Man parody released its numbers in a new report and studio tma was proud of its latest release it turns out what the fuck uh it sold 8600 blu-ray copies in the first week if all this info is true then chainsaw man's parody adult parody sold more blu-ray copies in its first week than the actual chainsaw man anime did based on public figures because yeah i believe chainsaw man anime only did like 1700 copies so I'm, I'm gonna keep it real though if a adult parody of Chainsaw Man sold this much, one of the big things is, of course, it's going to attract that type of audience. Have you watched Chainsaw Man? It is literally the entire time you're watching Chainsaw Man, a good chunk of the time you're like, damn, dog, it's getting a little, you know, yo, they're doing a little too much. I mean, the main character's whole goal, do you know what Denji's goal is on Chainsaw Man? If you don't, it's that he wants to get with the ladies in a very gratuitous manner. So that's the type of fandom that, or at the very least, some of the stuff that it's going to attract. Therefore, for yeah over there in japan that's going to happen 8600 copies to 1700 that is a testament to the chainsaw man fandom i'm sorry guys i'm not trying to label you guys i'm not trying to put you in a boat but the latest reports about Chainsaw Man is stirring headlines because it's hardly believable, but based on the numbers they have, it seems the parody is selling well. Of course, there's no telling how many copies Chainsaw Man sold through Mappa's store directly, but I doubt it's that crazy amount. There's also the fact that the parody DVD can be bought for under $30, while a single volume of Chainsaw Man Season 1 is pricier. When it comes down to the anime, Studio Mappa president Manabu Otsuka did confirm Chainsaw Man was a complete financial success, and thanks to Makima's popularity, the Chainsaw Man parody is doing well to boot. And anybody got a copy? No. <laughs> yeah, that I got. It's kind of like a little bit. I don't know. I, even as a Chainsaw Man fan, I feel a little embarrassed about this whole situation. Let, let's get to the next story. Like ah, and I guess let's take a look at a chart that was recently released. Shoutouts to Joe's underscore K, giving a marker of everything that is actively in Shonen Jump and the sales that they have accumulated. So let's go straight up. Some series like Cipher Academy. Uh, let's see, they, they don't got the, the sales for because they're like, you know, newbies. I don't think they even have volumes like Do Retry, Newies Exorcist, Kill Blue, Tenmaku Cinema, Fabricant 100, and Cypher Academy. Two of those will probably be out of the magazine soon anyway because they got new serializations rolling in. But excluding Hunter Hunter, that of course is sitting at 85 million, we got. Uh, let's see tied at the bottom so far is the Ichi no Se family's deadly sins with Rui Dragon and both of them have 200,000 copies apiece uh, the Ichi no Se family deadly sins is definitely going to pass for Rui Dragon although you got to admit that that's very impressive for Rui Dragon considering I think the manga ran for like one volume and then the author whatever happened happened but 200,000 copies tied with the Ichi no Se family deadly sins that is impressive for both of them I think they either of them are not battle series but I think it's definitely going to be a big testament to this is again the direction that Shonen Jump want to go because look at the sales and they're neither a battle series and they're doing very well. Ichi no Se only has two volumes. Ruri has one and they're in the hundreds of thousands of copies already. Crazy. Then we got Akane Banashi that they're like what five volumes in on that and that is at 800,000. So 
maybe not as impressive, although if you do the math, it's probably close in, but still almost a million copies with five volumes, not bad. We got Mia Roboco with 12 volumes, I believe, 1 million copies sold. Witch Watch, 1.1 million with 10 volumes. I just started reading Witch Watch, and it was pretty good from what I read so far. Uh, we got The Elusive Samurai by the creator of Assassination Classroom with 1.5 million uh, and 10 volumes. Uh, we got Mission Yozakura Family. That's been around for a while. I'll be honest with you. Out of everything, um, I've heard Mission Yozakura Family is great, so let me be very clear. I've heard it's a great manga, but sales-wise, for 17 volumes to be at 1.5 million, they better hope that that anime kicks major tail because that is not great by any stretch of the imagination. Likewise with, if I'm looking at, and I'm being honest, Undead on Luck, uh, with one less volume, 16 volumes, it's at 1.8 million sales. I do think that the anime, based on the studio and everything, is going to be a major boost for it. But still, 1.8 million ain't great either for 16 volumes compared to a lot of other stuff. I mean, Black Clover gets clowned all the time for having 19 million copies in circulation. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Blue Box with 10 volumes, 2.3 million. Blue Box is going to be, in my opinion, the next up to take the mantle of like what Anisa Koi held the spot in Shonen Jump. Uh, Sakamoto Days, 3 million with 11 volumes. I can't wait for that anime. I think that's going to smash. Uh, we got Marshall, which Marshall... It definitely isn't blowing up with the anime, and it's unfortunate. I don't know what happened there. They dropped the ball, honestly. But 5 million copies with 16 volumes It is definitely the most successful newbie of everything. Out of every newbie in Shonen Jump that has lasted over the last 2 to 3 years, pretty much since the pandemic, because I believe Marshall launched around early 2020, if I'm not mistaken. It beat out everything by far. It's over Sakamoto Days, Blue Box, Undead Unluck. And that's how it started with Undead Unluck, and it lapped undead a look at this point but considering it's also in its final arc Marshall, it's a it's a decent success it's definitely more successful than everything else but again you compare it to then you know you jump up to black clover 34 volumes 19 million copies big shouts to yuki tabata gets so slept on and then we have just these god-tier dogs of goliaths with jujutsu kaisen at 70 million 22 volumes my hero like look at the difference dog from the top four down and even the top three down honestly because jujutsu kaisen and black clover is a massive difference 70 million to 19 million 85 million with my hero academia 37 volumes and then one piece is just hi <laughs> 516 million with 105 volumes and yeah there's a clear indication that i've been telling you guys and that's that Marshall is almost out the door. Anime is having one run. It's not doing multiple seasons. And the manga's been on its finale for a while now. So take Marshall out of here. Jujutsu Kaisen's ending. My Hero's ending. Black Clover's ending. One Piece is ending. We're down to a series that has 3 million copies in circulation with Sakamoto Days. One Piece, it'll be around for a few more years. But jump, y'all gotta do something. I don't know what y'all doing. Y'all playing around. Y'all playing around. Uh, maybe they're looking at the Ichinose family and Rui Dragon and Akane as like they're gonna be the ones that take up the mantle. And, you know, down the road, they're gonna be where Jujutsu and My Hero are. But historically, battle series have been the winning ticket. So I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about this whole situation in general that the top dogs are far above the other ones and they're almost out the door maybe things will change with those series ending who knows maybe because there won't be a jujutsu kaisen or a my hero the next ups can get a lot of that fandom to trickle down to them we'll see okay people let's jump on over to the weekly shonen jump author comments and from here on out it might just be shonen jump because they're not translating weekly shonen magazine no mo's uh we'll start off with witch watch kenta shinohara it might feel like there's a bunch of chapters lately that revolve around seeing underwear but it's just by chance yeah bucko take that to weekly shonen magazine get out of here with that 
We got Hajime Komodo, Martial Magic and Muscles. I love it when the sky is blue. Just looking at a blue sky makes me happy. Facts. I love that. I love that one. Uh, Shuhei Miyazaki, author of Mia Roboko. I couldn't make it to the Gang Parade concert, but I got their autograph. Yay! I'll make it next time. Well, shoutouts to you and that big movie announcement, big dog. We got Yuto Suzuki, author of Sakamoto Days. I remember going to Mirage Island in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, but now that I think about it, I may have imagined it. God, I was like 11 when the, those games came out. I don't even remember our Mirage Island, period. Kind of rings a bell, but not really. Uh, we got H.O. to create a One Piece. I got to talk properly with Akutami-san ooh, at the Tezuka Prize judging committee for the first time. What a reliable person. A person of character. Yeah, and your competition, dog. If it was a few-year difference, you and Akutami be going at it. But, you know, you got a, you got a big, long runway in between. But, yeah, 70 mil looking. You looking at them 70 mil sales, Oda. Oh, no. <laughs> That's freaking awesome that um, Oda had a chance to speak with Akutami-san, a.k.a. Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. I love seeing stuff like that. We got Yuki Suenaga, author of Akanebanashi. I went to see Kuki Kaidan solo show Mushusei. It was hilarious, okay? We got Kill Blue by Tadatoshi Fujimaki. I think Shinohara-sensei recommended playing Oishinbo in the background as you work somewhere. And yeah, what a great idea. Okie dokie. Uh, My Hero Academia. Well, that was another two authors. So, yeah, why not? Uh, My Hero Academia, Kohei Koshi. I will be taking another break. I'm so sorry. I'll be strong for the final sprint. Don't be sorry for starters. You have been falling apart. I wish they would give you three to four months off. You deserve it. You need it. Um, take as many breaks as you want. I don't care what any little fan out there want to, oh, he's taking too much breaks. No, I don't care. That's probably why the quality of the manga is suffering right now. He needs this break, and hopefully he will be strong for the final sprint, which means that, again, like I've been saying throughout this entire episode, My Hero Academia will be ending soon, and yeah, sad stuff, man. Big ups to Horikoshi. Get better. I hope you feel better. Get as many breaks as you need. Let's see here. We got Kota Kawei, Nui's Exorcist. The main character's spirit outfit was invisible to people in Chapter 2. Sorry for not explaining. Uh, Blue Box, Koji Miura. I said a few weeks ago I'd never leave the city, but I went to Disneyland. Well, that's freaking awesome to hear. An author getting out of their chair and showing and jump. Nani? Uh, we got Do Retry by Jun Kirarazaka. We're getting a lot of hot and cold days back to back. I've been switching between hot and ice coffee by the day yeah that's been happening over here and isn't japan like 100 million trillion miles away from the u.s what's going on fam what the, what they doing out there <laughs> uh we got mission yozaku the family is hitsuji gandaira i've been trying to feel fancy by pretending that hot water with nutrient supplements it's flavored tea but i'm failing <laughs> uh, the elusive samurai is yusei matsui my editor says that he hears the elusive samurai narration scenes in my voice maybe i need to audition that'd be kind of fly and something new uh and then unlocks yoshifumi tezuka I'm hyped for Spider-Verse. I saw the first one in the theater and it was so good that I was in a daze. Hey, I... A, a goat can recognize goat stuff. Okay, I've been telling you. Un- stop sleeping on under... I've been sleeping on under... Like, I need to get back into it. Like goat you a goat uh tenmaku cinema yuto sukuda my body has now remembered what a schedule of a weekly serialization is like i'll keep doing my best yeah i bet i bet that 20 hour work shift is killing you huh and that's that you're a duo you're not like oda or you know horikoshi by yourself oh my god uh cypher academy nisio isen Creating the maze for the last week's chapter was five stars. Creating it was like being lost in a maze. Cool beans. Fabricant 100, Daisuke and Oshima. I rewatched the horror movie voice that I saw as a kid. The painting the wall scene makes me shudder. Yeah, man. There's something about watching horror movies as a kid that, yo, they used to really be getting you scared to death. Uh, the Ichinose Family, Deadly Sins, Tizen 5. I bet he's saying go read the manga. Let's see. It started to get hot, hasn't it? 
please check out Volume 2 and Chapter 27. My guy knows about promo and marketing. Uh, World Triggers Daisuke Ashihara. Volume 26 is now on sale in Japan. Look for Kikuchihara and a long t-shirt on the cover. Thanks. Will do. Uh, Goku Rakugai Yuto Sano. Volume 2 got reprints in Japan. Thank you. No, thank you. Your art is fire, dog. We got Blue Exorcist Kazu Kato. I was able to get the new Zelda, but the withdrawal symptoms while I work are uncontrollable. <laughs> I hear you. I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm in the middle watching WandaVision right now from Marvel, the, the show, and I'm, I'm ready to end this episode of Forever News and go watch WandaVision. So let's get this bad boy on the road. Shoha Shoten by Takeshi Obata, one of the Death Note creators. The 1500 yen dried sweet potatoes were half off, so I bought 4,000 yen's worth. Okay, and to close this off, we got Twin Star Exorcist Yoshiaki Sukeno. I'm hooked on ChatGPT4. It really tickles my desire to create. Here comes the singularity. Hey, okay, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with ChatGPT. And let's close this episode off with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jose underscore i don't know i'm being silly all right we got 50 through 41 let's see here we got goblin slayer day in the life volume one goblin slayer is disgusting grotesque and a lot of us have seen it and kind of enjoyed some of it fuck i hate life no. <laughs> well, four days on sale 11.3 k not bad a lot of pervs were picking up their copies huh uh, god damn, what's with all these <laughs> Savage Hero? Okay, <laughs> four days, 12k. There's a lot of savages reading that bad boy. <laughs> uh, and then uh, place 45. What is, what is all of this stuff, dog? Let's see. Okay, we got something a little more respectable here. Bakemono Gottery, <laughs> Bakemono Gottery, volume 22, 12 days, 48k, 12.2 this week. All right, all right, all right. Nichi Joe Lock, volume 5, 12.8, 50k in 14 days. Not bad, not bad. Uh, place 41. Yeah, a lot of. A lot of hentai-esque, etchy-esque type of stuff, in my opinion. And then we got places 40 through 41, mate. Let's fucking see here what we got, lads. Uh, boom, boom, boom. What is S-rank? Bokensha de Aru Ore. Oh, I'm not reading all that. But yeah, four days, 15.8K. Bet, bet. The Unwanted Undead Adventurer, volume 11. Four days, 15.9. I like the lighting and the art on that one in particular. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, let's see here. Shangri-La Frontier, volume 13. 57K or 57.6 in 12 days with 16.1 this week. Cool beans. Then we got places 30 through 21. Spy Family, volume 11 at 27 with another 19.9, almost 20K. 1.197 million copies. Not shocked at all. I keep saying wait till that movie comes. Wait till that movie comes. I'm betting. I'm betting big. Uh, then we got some more of the Oshinoko explosion happening. We got volume 10, volume 9, volume 8, volume 11. And all of them are doing about 21 to 22,000 apiece. And I'm willing to bet that there's more on the other list. Let's go. We got places 20 through 11. Another Oshinoko volume, volume 7 with another 22.5. Hopefully that author is eating well. At number 18, we got Chojin X, the latest manga from the creator of Tokyo Ghoul, volume 6. In 10 days, 45.4K. Okay, not bad. I ain't gonna lie, what's up with that cover art? Is that like supposed to be George Washington with a face tat. Alrighty then. Uh, Goblin Slayer's Side Story, Year 1, Volume 10, 4 days, 25.9, almost 26K. I don't know, man. Goblin Slayer scares me. <laughs> Goblin Slayer scares me. Uh, we got more Oshinoko, Volume 6, with 27K this week, bringing it to 400K. Tokyo Avengers, Letter from Keisuke Baji, Volume 3, in 12 days, 91.9K. So Tokyo Avengers, you know what I'm saying? The author's still eating. He's still eating. 
Uh, we got Oshino Cole, more of it. Jeez Louise, volume three, five, two, four, all doing 29 to 30K a piece. And then we got top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. Let's see, we got Ace of Diamond, final act or final volume 34 of act two or part two. Uh, in 12 days, 109K, 32.5 this week. We got Miruko-chan. I like Miruko-chan from the anime. Uh, volume nine in six days, doing 33.3. Not bad at all. We got Oshinoko volume one, doing 34.6, uh, 591K. All right, all right. We got Goblin Slayer volume 14 in four days, almost 40K, 39.6. Let's go, let's go. Akatsuki no Yona, the Akatsuki in the building. Not those Akatsuki that you're thinking of. Volume 41 in 10 days, 93.6 with 44.9. Not bad. Blue Lock. And it's second week, or well, 12 days total now for volume 24. Uh, 78.5 this week, doing 280 in 12 days. Big, 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 big wins for Blue Lock. And then at number one is a manga called What Did You Eat Yesterday? Volume 21 in six days, 110.3K. And I'm still flabbergasted that there's a manga called What Did You Eat Yesterday? But that's all I have for this one. I'm Fenever World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule, anime and manga for life, boy. Yeah, make sure to uh, check out and pre-order and pre-save my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, June 16th, 2023. We got the new single, Day One's out. We got the trailer showcasing a few of the joints incoming. Really appreciate any and all support. And yeah, this has been another episode of... Have an awesome day, lads. I'm going to go watch WandaVision now. Peace. Oh, subscribe and hit that bell and all that jazz as well if you if you can, if you'd be so coined. This is for my day ones, gotta be clear. Still moving on, baby, but I wish you was here. Still moving on, baby, but I gotta get there. Still moving on, baby, I'ma never forget. Still moving on, baby, I'ma never regret. Still moving on, still moving on. This is for my day ones. This is for my day ones. Come on.